How many people today are walking around going, nope, can't go with you over there. I'm not going to defy myself. Well, not going to that movie because I'm not going to defy myself. Now, I ain't going out with y'all drinking, smoking, cussing, and playing around with those dudes. I'm not going to defy myself. How many are standing up today do you know that are coming up and just telling people, let's go do this? And they say, no, I'm not going to defy myself. I wish I could turn my 12 and 13s back again. I would turn the tide and change my life forever. But God finally used me at the end, but I made a lot of mistakes because I didn't care about whether I defiled myself. Didn't even know what defile meant. I just ran with the crowd, do whatever they wanted to do. We parted, disobeyed our parents, just kind of hid, snuck around on stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing. Oh, come on, somebody. I was a teenager at one time. I wish I could change it because everything that I did as a teenager, I reaped when I was a so I'm going to tell you something. Be careful. You think you don't get caught, but you do. <laughs> he didn't want to defile himself. Now watch this now. Daniel, he, did, he just did something that is so awesome. You know, he, he's also got to understand, I would be ticked off if I got kidnapped while I was in college and somebody told me I was going to go over here. I, I'll say he was in college. If you read the, the book, which you, you all did, you all supposed to be reading together with us, right? So it said that they picked out the hand-picked the scholars, hand-picked the ones, hand-picked the ones that were not a blemish on them. They wanted the smart ones. They wanted the good-looking ones. One, They wanted every kind of was. So they picked out Daniel and they picked out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't know about you, but it's time to go. Listen, here's what we got to do. We need to understand something. God is moving in the behalf of this man. And if you're not willing, if you're not willing to be different, you will never make a difference. Is that Jesus? I'll talk to him if it is. If you don't want to talk to him. <laughs> if people don't want, if people won't bother you at work, do they? These like boring people work when I get down there. Um, uh, Look, if you're not willing to make a, to be a different, to be different, you're not never going to make a difference. When I was coming up, I had to wear the little alligator shirts, you know, when I was in school and high school, those little alligator shirts, something called Izod, different things. See, if you didn't wear that in school, you felt kind of like you was out of place. Anybody know what I'm talking about? See, today, heel finger or some other things, I don't know what you wear that everybody else wears. I got news for you. <laughs> Heel finger? Did I say heel finger? <laughs> if you're not willing to be different, come on, somebody. If you're not willing to be different, if you're scared that your differences is going to make somebody not like you, because if I'm not like you, you're not going to like me. I got news for you. You might want to reevaluate your difference. Church, the body of Christ, the reason why we're not having an effect on the world today is because we're too much like the world. Pornography among ministers is at an epic rate. I've told you this story before, but it was a well-known youth pastor's conference in Houston, Texas. And the, after the conference was over, one of the head leaders that put it on said, Are you glad we came? Brought all our Christianity and all our youth groups down here. Yeah, it was good. He said, no, I like it most because I could monitor all the stuff that people buy in them rooms. And they had, I had the biggest sales of pornography I ever had in a long time. You can think you're looking at that stuff online and nobody's watching, but God's watching and it is destroying your soul. Just because everybody else is doing it don't mean you have to do it and we don't need to get hooked on something. Amen? Amen. And what I'm saying is I'm just saying it's it's okay to be different. But for some reason, a business owner looked around and said, them youth pastors ain't no different than other customers coming here. 
but I had the biggest sales I ever had. Oh, Lord. So that's the key right there is willing. Now, the reason why I told you we found some tofu to some tofu, tofu, I see some tofu, tofu, some tofu, tofu. If you know in there, Daniel got to know the cat that was looking after him. You know what I'm talking about? So he said to the cat, look, man, I'm not going to eat the meat, and I'm not going to drink the wine, I'm not going to defile my God, I'm not going to go against my Torah customs, so why don't you give me some tofu, and I'll eat that. And that's what it, that's what it says. It says tofu. Um, but really what it says, it says vegetables and things from the ground, it says lentils. And I bet he uh, formed those things and made it look like a steak. <laughs> Well, how did he get by with it for so long? He said, I'll tell you what you do. If you'll give me that, he talked the guy into it. You give me that, and I'll, you watch my countenance, and you watch our lives. You look at us because what we're eating is eating from what God told us to eat. And if you look at me in 10 days, and in 10 days, if you don't see a difference, then praise God, then you can give me some meat and wine. Well, lo and behold, after 10 days, what did it say? Daniel was a witness. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were a witness. Their countenance was, was glowing. Their, their, their bodiments was. The fatness of their body was perfect in every way. Their, their tenets and everything about them showed that their, their diet plan was a whole lot better than the king's. Come on, somebody. But you got to dare to be different. Oh, yeah, he's taking a risk. Oh, you're not going to eat of the king's stuff? Well, let's take this for example. You've already been captive. You're in captive. You were caught. You're a slave now. And you're told to eat this way. And you're told to be in here. And we're going to educate you. And we're going to put you in our businesses. And we're going to make you do all this stuff for us. I don't know about you, but I might have been a little PO'd. How did Daniel go about doing this thing he was doing when he was a slave? How in the world did he get where he was because he didn't get bitter? When you're bitter, you, when you're angry and you get bitter, when you get bitter, you can't ever get better. Amen. See, you run into a lot of bitter people. Anybody see some bitter people? Just aggravate, just the people that come to you and they just complain about everything. Oh, God. You want to say, hello? Yeah, I got to go. Bitter. So I'm saying this to say this. If, if you are not willing to be different, see, you could mold yourself into it and you could be that. This morning, what I heard is this morning is everybody's becoming differences. Everything was different up here. Everybody's different. I can't pray the same prayer for everybody, but the bottom line is what was coming out this morning is you're different. You're different. Ain't nobody can be an Elise. Elise is awesome. We can't help but have too many of those. The world would just be too perfect. I mean, we just look around and we say to ourselves, why can't I be different? I don't want to be. I want to be different. I want to be who I am, and praise God, God knows who I am, whether it's a gothic look, or whether it's a great look, or whether it's an Izod look, or where you Mr. Preppy, or you Mr. Hippie. It don't matter who you are, be you. And enjoy being you, because God will use you being you. But if you try to be somebody else, you won't know who you are at the end, and you'll find out I'm trying to be like everybody else, and I'm trying to look a certain way. But if you are willing to be different, you will never, if you're not willing to be different, You'll never make a difference. Thank God for a man by the name of Ford who said, I want to drive around a little faster and get places because my horses, they is mean. Anybody know anything about horses and ponies? Sometimes a pony can be mean. Where's Miss Nancy? A horse can be mean. A horse will kick you. A horse will spit at you. I, he said, I want something with some horsepower that ain't going to hurt me. 
Let's go help me get down the road. So thank God he was an adventurer. Some guy finally burned up part of his house, I do believe. That's Mitchell's history story. And he, he got tired of his house burning down all the time because he's burning candles. He said, I'm going to create a light bulb, dear God. I'm going to create something <laughs> that's going to, because I'm different. I want something different. Everybody loves candles, but I want something that I can light up and turn a switch on. And thank God he was able to be different. Come on, somebody give me an amen. So Daniel, he dared to be different. Now, I said this before, and I'll say it again. There's three things I just want to pound home today, and we're going out of here. Number one is that Daniel made a decision. Church, you'll never go as far in life until you make the decision to go where you want to go. You can talk about it. You can say how it was. You can say why I'm not getting there. But until you make that decision to go to college or make that decision to go after that career or go get to technical college. I love technical college and I love Georgetown Tech and I love those, those companies. I like Phoenix Online because they're going to target what you want to do. Don't carry me to college like they did when I was in 1981 and make me speak French when I don't want to speak French. Don't give me a curriculum that I hate to tell me that I'm going to be educated when I get out. No, let me find my passion and get me there. Somebody educate me in that direction. I want to be an iron worker. I want to be a server. Praise God. Man, some of the best people I know make a lot of money. It's people that serve, man. People that are waitresses and waiters, man. You know why? Because I'm going to give you 20%. You're good to me. And I found out the Lord told me to give them 20% even if they ain't good to me. That was a hit kicker at one time. But let me tell you something. It's awesome to be a server. When somebody comes to your table, how you doing? Being good to see you again, man. What you want? You want the usual? All right, you got it. It's coming up. I'm telling you, when people are serving and enjoy to serve, it's still, yeah, what you want? Huh? Look, I ain't got all day. I got other customers. What you need? Uh, Go get you another job somewhere else because serving obviously ain't it. So Daniel what? He made a decision. I'm not going to defile myself for nobody. I'm not going to turn what may hurt my destiny. I'm not going to go and do drugs because I know drugs mess my head up. And if I can't mess my head up, I can't get to that destiny I got. Or if it's anything that is a distraction to you. You know, sometimes good things can be a distraction. Video games could be a big distraction to your future. If you're playing six hours of video games and you want a career in something, if you ain't putting at least 12 or 14 hours into that, you're in a heap of trouble. Daniel said, I'm not defiling myself for nobody. Don't you let your passion get lost by going along trying to be with the crowd. There are people in jail today that will tell you, I wish I'd have never hung around with that crowd. You might have been the ringleader in jail, but if you'd just not hung around with that crowd. You see what I'm saying? So understand Daniel did one thing. He made a decision, and that decision got him to the highest hierarchy there is in the land. When it got to that place where he said, I will not eat of the king's meats and all the wealth that he's got. I'm going to eat what the Lord said for me to eat in Ezekiel. I'm going to eat what it says. And the Daniel diet and everything it is, lentils and all that good stuff. Sydney's trying to help me get eat better. Oh, boy, I tell you what, good old fried chicken, though. Mm. But beans are good, too. Beans are good. Yeah. Okay, so number one, write that down. Daniel made a decision. <clears throat> number one, you got to make a decision to do something. 
If you're going to do something, you've got to make that decision. What if Jesus decided in Gethsemane, Oh God, if you could just take this cup from me. I know I made a decision in heaven and I'd come down here. But now that I'm here, these heathens from hell are killing me. And now you want me to die for them? Let it be thy will, Lord. What if Mary would have said, Lord, you what? You want to impregnate me with Jesus? Uh, Nah, I'm too young. I got a lot of life to live. I don't want to be pregnant right now, Lord. Now she made a decision. Be unto thy will, Lord. Let your word be done unto me. Church, ladies and gentlemen, it's as simple as this. We just got to to make the right decisions. And when you make the decisions for God, every time Daniel made the decisions to do what God said, he was highlighted even higher and higher and higher and elevated because he didn't defile himself just because the rest of the group was doing it. He decided to serve his God and but he never was disrespectful to the king. He never was disrespectful to those that tried to set him up when he was praying to get him killed. God was his avenger, and Daniel always progressed. Number two, Daniel made disciple. What is it, Melzar? Melzar was his name, and Melzar became a mighty man for God because he saw the lifestyle of a guy that said he would not defile his God. Church, you just tell people, I love Jesus. You better believe I do. Jesus is my man. I can't go do that because Jesus said don't do that. I'm not doing it because, oh, I can't do that because Jesus don't want me to. God, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have an affair on my wife because I love my wife. I don't want to do this or to do that because of love, not fear. In the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and even Billy Graham was one of the first ones before Joel Osteen to have a nice ministry where people's nice and everything's happy and everything's, oh, good. Billy Graham was just telling it like it is. Heaven and the love of God is greater than hell. I ain't going to scare you and say, if you sin, you're going to hell, so get saved. No, I'm going to say, look, fall in love with a loving Jesus that loves you, that died for you. Fall in love with that, and then you'll never fall. <laughs> That's what I like. So number one, he made a decision. And number two, he made disciples. And then he actually made a disciples out of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And what happened is they were kind of sitting at the table. They were kind of squirming back and forth whether they should eat or not. You remember? There was a group that did decide what to eat. Then after a while, they said, no, I'm not going to eat anymore. He had an effect on a society. Church, if we can just understand, if we make a decision for Jesus Christ, he is the love of my life. It's not weird to love Jesus. It's not weird. See, we we hate the church sometimes because the church is kind of that place that people judge me. Did you believe that lady said, what am I wearing at church? I had somebody one time, we went to church at this church, and it was one of them quiet churches with the organs real quiet. And she raised her hand, was praising the Lord, and the little lady tapped on the shoulder and said, Honey, we don't do that here. She put her hand down and she said she felt so out of place. Like, there's people right out here to go to church. If you wear pants, they'll tell you to go get you a dress on. See, I got news for you. Jesus said, I'll come and take me as I am. (laughs) Are you ready for the prostitute to come dressing up in here? Are we going to judge her and tell her to get out until she gets her life together? No, Jesus said, bring them on in. Smelly, lost, bring them in. But the church is so stuffy. You've got to be so religious. Oh, I don't want to hang around with you because you're a sinner. Oh, God, Jesus hung out with sinners. He went to sinners' house. I'm a sinner. I stand before you today at the altar of the Lord God and say, I am not perfect. God, if he was to kill me this week for some of the thoughts that I had, 
I'd be dead. He made disciples, and number three, he made a difference. Church, you're not going to make a difference until you first make that decision. This morning, decisions were made. People said, I'm getting out of my seat, and I'm going out all this morning. I'm going to have pastor lay hands on me. I don't know how it's going to work, and I don't even know what this is going to do, but I'm going to have some oil put on my forehead. He's going to speak into my life, and my life is going to change. Because, see, the Bible says it's not your life ain't going to change necessarily by the outward appearance, but it's changed from the inward appearance. See, when I'm dead and gone, this body will be gone, but my spirit's gone to heaven. I don't, I don't know how some of this stuff works, but I do know this. God is a God of love, church. And if you just make that decision to start serving him, loving him, being with him, then all of a sudden you'll look around and there'll be disciples. People say, hey, I want to be like you. Some people run from us because you're all so stinking religious, they run from you. If you've got people running from you, you might want to look at your life and say, daggone it, Lord, what do I need to do to change that? I don't want them to run from me. I want them to run to me like they did Daniel. The kings could not even get the dreams and the vision, so they had to go find Daniel. Daniel said many times in the scripture, my heavenly father, or in the dreams, it was always my heavenly father. He never denied the heavenly father, even though they were serving gods and adultery and all the stuff that was going on in that society, Daniel never stopped saying, it's the heavenly father, who's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So number one, we always got just, just to make a decision today. That whatever's stopping you from getting closer to God today, stop it. Just get away from it. Step away from it. And make that decision, I'm going to do this to get closer to God. Number two, always remember, the parents need to know this. And I know this by, by, by my kids looking at my lives and the good, the bad, and the ugly. They're not going to do what you say, but they'll more than likely do what you do. Yeah. What did Andy say after we all said amen? Amen. 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 He don't even know what that means, but he just declared with us, so be it. Amen? Huh? So we don't do what they tell us to do. We do what they... So I want people to understand that church is not about being something. Just because you go to church doesn't make you the church. Got a young lady back here that's here for the first time. She probably doesn't really like church. Probably heard some bad things about church. I've been in some churches. I shouldn't even be in church today. I shouldn't even be a pastor because church people are mean. I've been hurt by so many church people. I don't even know why I'm here. I've had so many people lie to me to the church people. I've had people stab me in the back, church people. Why am I here? Because they did the same thing to Jesus. And I can smile about it today and say, I love you all. You can treat me like dirt. You can leave me today, but I still love you. You can't stop me from loving you. And if we'll just begin to love people, make decisions that are going to get us closer to God, we'll begin to see disciples being made left and right. That's why for a while now we may have to start going from house to house, and I don't know about you, but I would like for church to look better out on the outside than it does on the inside because we can all take a bath and a shower and come in here and look real good. But how you look at home. See, if our home life ain't right, we can't expect our kids to have a godly life if our home life ain't right. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. It's the grace of God that Michael's even here and in the church because of some of the stuff he's seen in my life. And some of it in the name of Jesus. I actually use his name in some of it. Jesus said, don't be adding my name in that. I ain't in that. Stand to your feet this morning as we close. Father, we just thank you and praise you that 
We just want to dare to be different, Lord. We don't want to be like everybody else. I am different, and I'm glad that you celebrate my difference. You give me a DNA, God. You gave me the only DNA. There's only one like me. Each and every one of you in this room today have your own DNA. Don't let anybody change your DNA. Don't let nobody change who you are. But just always remember, if you get close and make a decision to stay with God, he'll mold you, shape you, and show you exactly who you are that no man or person or thing can stop you from saying, this is who I am. Because Jesus said, you're my beloved. I love you. I want you to prosper and be in health. I want you to succeed in every way. But you can only do it if you're just true to yourself, to be yourself, make a decision to get close with God, stay with God. See, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. See, adding to me is not education, because I go get a college degree is not going to get me the career I want, because sometimes we're going after a career that we want, but it ain't the career that God's got for us. So I just want us to just to focus today and say, I want to make the right decision, Lord. So let me hang out with you this week more. Lord, I want more disciples under me. When I'm dead and gone, I'd like for people to stand up and say, that man really had an effect on my life, and I came to the Lord because of that man or that woman. Because that's the most eternal thing that's available to us is those things that will live forever, and that's called eternity. Heaven is real. Hell is real. But nobody wants to go to hell. But we all want heaven on earth. Father, so as we come today, as we close this service, may the spirit of the living God that came in and touched us with the anointing of oil and by the spirit and us worshiping you together, Lord, let us not become religious and pious and pompous and think that we're all that in a bag of chips and the dip, and we're not. We are sinners just like everybody else. The only difference between us is we got to church this morning and we ask God to forgive us again for our sins. That's the only difference between a saint and a sinner. We're saved by grace. It's grace, not by my works. I can't pray enough, preach enough, or be enough to be what you want me to be, Lord. But I can stand here and say you did it because of your grace and mercy for me. I thank you for that. So, Father, we thank you for the decisions. We thank you for the disciples, the disciples that will be made. And we thank you, Lord, that we're going to make a difference. In the next few months, we're all going to begin to see what those differences are, and we're going to embrace those differences. I don't want to be like everybody else. I just want to be me. See, the problem today is America, they say, well, you've got to go to church. No, Jesus said for us to be the church. So I call each and every one in this room the church today. I speak life to you, health to you, and wholeness to you. May the Lord's face be upon you. May his shine upon you. May the Lord give you perfect and holy peace as you leave this place today. In Jesus' holy name. And everybody said, amen. amen.